Nate and I have been friends for many years. Um, he's got to watch me grow up in my career. Um, <laughs> he might use grow up loosely sometimes because that's how close we are. But it's all Nate, relative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nate is the director of regional sales at BMO Global Asset Management. And so we spent some of our career working together at BMO and now we continue to get to work together while I have launched my own firm for that. The only thing that um, I can't stand about Nate is that he's a Packer fan, if you can see those jerseys behind him. But don't worry, he is also a Gopher fan. So it's true. It's true. He can I'm the best be trusted. in both worlds. <laughs> you get to work with lots of different advisors. You get to have interactions with multiple different types of clients. And so I'm just really looking forward to having our greater discussion. You know, I think one of the key things I want to share from the onset is that I think for all clients, for all advisors, uh, the key is to have a better conversation because better conversations result in better outcomes for all of our advisors, for all of our clients, for all of us in our day-to-day -day activities. And the first thing I would suggest for anybody listening to this is if you're not already engaged in a planning relationship with a financial advisor, hopefully you are, but please do so uh, immediately because I think the amount of success a client has can be directly to tie back to not only their their plan, but their ability to have somebody guiding them along the way. Now, those are individuals who have an advisor. So what do we say to those that don't and maybe have felt like I'm not, I don't have enough wealth. I don't have the accessibility to somebody like that. How do we help them understand how important planning is to them? Well, I think the biggest danger that we have is, um, and I like to use a quote from Theodore Roosevelt, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think what happens with those people when they don't have their own plan is they find themselves talking to friends, talking to family and comparing, you know, where are those people at versus where they're at. And I know this is going to be shocking to everybody listening to this, but people don't always tell you the full truth, right? We often, you know, just look at social media. Social media, people post their happiest memories, their happiest pictures. Uh, right now, all political viewpoints, but generally it's happy times, right? Mm -hmm. Those of us with families know life is not always rainbows and unicorns. There's a lot of different challenges we face, right? Right. And so I'm just, I would just caution anybody out there who doesn't have a plan, who doesn't have an advisor, recognize your goals are a lot different than everybody else's. And don't, don't listen to other people's truths because your truth is the only thing that matters to you. and if you have any doubts, definitely seek out uh, professional guidance because there's a lot of qualified financial advisors that can help you find your own truth. Absolutely. And I think there are good financial advisors who are willing to help people that might not have millions of dollars, right? And you should still have a plan. I talk about this all the time. It might not be um, how to maintain, sustain, and pass on your wealth. It might be how to grow. And a lot of it comes from like that aspect of, I love that Theodore Roosevelt quote. It's so meaningful because when you don't allow yourself the ability to create abundance in your life and have financial freedom, you're, the likelihood is if your mind isn't there to have it, it's not going to come to you either. And so I think that's why understanding the behaviors that we encompass into our lives, how they actually carry out what happens for us. So let's talk a little bit about maybe some of those behavioral missteps or, you know, behavioral things that we have done that 
could negatively affect. And then we can talk also about what are the things that are positive. True, right? Sure. So negatively, when you think about it, what's the worst decision you can often make is selling at the worst time, panicking at the worst time, and getting out of the market. If you're close to retirement or if you're a long ways off, you have certain target rates of return that you need to achieve to make that goal realistic. Mm -hmm. And if you go to cash, we know what the Fed has done the past couple months, right? They've lowered rates significantly and cash is not going to provide a great total return vehicle simply because of where rates are at today. So negatively, if you don't focus on the long term and you get caught up in this short term, um, there's a lot of different cognitive biases that get into this. One of them being the hindsight bias, right? Which is, we as investors think that everything once it's happened was totally clear to us. And I can again point to the TV as a great risk for this, which is anytime the markets, markets close at three o'clock every day, right? And when the markets close, if you turn on any program about the stock market that day, they tell you what happened and why and why it was totally expected. That's not the case, right? Every That's not morning. what they said at 9 a.m. <laughs> exactly. So by three o'clock, everything's completely transparent. And I think that's where we get challenged is when we lose sight of the bigger picture goals and we look at the short term and then we think everything's so easy to identify. And we know it's not because every day the news cycle is changing. Every day there's a different headline. Every day there's a different risk. Over the last 20 years, we've been we've increased our accessibility to things happening right away. And so mm -hmm. when when something like market volatility happens and we can't fix it right away, mm -hmm. it, it messes with our brains a little bit. And, and we, we, we start to think, oh, I'm not gonna retire. I'm not gonna be able to buy that house. I'm not gonna be able to go on that trip. I'm not gonna be able to withstand my business anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And in a mindset switch, we're talking about resetting. And it's so important to understand that just because you can't fix it right away doesn't mean that it's not fixable. And delayed gratification, if there is a trip that you have to put off. Yeah. You know, that might be something that realistically has to happen. It doesn't mean it's gone forever, right? It just might mean that you have to make different choices today. Our industry has changed too. And I think a lot of times people still come to the basis of an advisor being a stock picker. And so how have you seen the role of an advisor change over the years and become more beneficial in guiding a client? Sure. So there's a lot of ways life has changed, right? Is, um, and I, let me start by saying there's an advisor for everybody. And the biggest thing you need to do is find one that, that meets your needs. And mm -hmm. if you are looking for a stock picker, they're still out there. I would argue that most people who seek financial advice, though, they're looking for more of a lifestyle expert, a lifestyle planner, somebody who can guide them through big decisions. And so what I've seen change in the 20 years I've been doing this is, A, advisors are focusing, I think, on smaller numbers of clients. So instead of, there's an old phrase that instead of trying to find enough clients, like anybody that can fog a mirror, right, is what yeah. you're looking for. <laughs> the good advisors now are realizing they only have the capacity to handle so many clients. So you're trying to find your top 100, your top 150 clients to service, but they get all of that advisor. And by that, that means the financial planning, which is the biggest tool any advisor has, which is to step back and sit and really ask the clients and work with the client to say, what does your vision for your wealth look like? I tell this to clients all the time. If you walk into an office and somebody's trying to sell you something right away, 
uh, turn around and walk out the door because you, you need somebody that's truly going to understand what's important to you and what your goals are and, and truly have a partnership with you and understand what makes you tick and mm -hmm. what those goals are. Because at the end of the day, that comes back to that whole behavioral part of it, right? We can relate some of those fluctuations in the market now to what your goals are and what's important to you, right? Uh, you can sit down and show clients, you're still gonna be successful at achieving all of your goals. Your, your cash flow is still gonna be fine. Even if the market starts to fluctuate, you're still gonna be able to pay your bills. You're still gonna be able to keep the lifestyle. If we don't know what that lifestyle is, we can't provide you the same level of comfort that you need in times of volatility. Yeah. And one of my least favorite questions that um, clients will often ask, right? Give me your best investment idea. Who cares? Who cares? Like, I don't know, based on your needs and goals, it changes for everybody. And that's the least. So if you go to meet with an advisor, please don't ask that question. Get them to talk about their philosophy and process, what it is that they believe in from a client interaction standpoint. And that is what you should make your decision on. And I'm thankful that I don't have a lot of clients who are concerned about what's happening right now. And part of that is because we've done so much pre-planning and so much education ahead of time. We've been on an 11 year bull run. So for the last year and a half, I've been telling my clients, there's something that's gonna happen. Did I know that it was going to be a, a world pandemic and I would be officing out of my basement and you and I would be doing the Zoom call? No, I didn't know that that's what it would be. But you know, somebody that can forward think for you or provide some level of forethought weird weird <laughs> pun um is is somebody that you want to look for in a partner so that you aren't missing out on those levels of return because what could that impact for you in the long term we talked about that you know readjusting what some of those goals look like sometimes i say i'm, I'm more of a therapist just a financial therapist right because i have to talk to clients about their behaviors more impacting their picture uh, and, and you know sometimes there's life events that impact us even more than the actual market does. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, the only thing we can predict of the future is there's going to be more unexpected news and more unexpected events. We have no idea what that next catalyst for good markets or bad markets is going to be because it changes all the time. And each new event is completely unique. I remember um, talking a lot about the, the tech bubble the last few weeks, the financial crisis. Now we have this pandemic crisis and mm -hmm. they're all very uniquely different yet psychologically very similar, right? Because there's this, this event that causes you to panic, to question what you think you know. And then those who make decisions based on very little information can really have negative long-term consequences. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't sit down with your advisor at that time because there is new information that we're constantly getting. And the best thing you can do is go sit down and have that conversation because as I said earlier, if you have a better conversation, you're going to get a better outcome. Right. And that is the only tried and true principle to life, right? Is talk things through, make sure that you're having those conversations in your personal life, in your professional life, in your financial life. And yeah. having somebody, you know, with a little bit of forethought, no pun intended, right? Might help you out in the long term. Everybody deserves to have a level of education when it comes to finances. Um, you know, the little hand that's tapping me, um, we just spent the morning talking about money, um, in her homeschool 
aspect of things. So sorting out coins and understanding how money plays a part. It's never too early to have those types of conversations. I encourage my friends to do it because um, I will say this as women and, and a lot of people who will listen to this um, are going to be women. So we have a tendency to not want to talk about money and not want to educate ourselves around it. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen next either. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when you get nervous about the future, those are all the same anxieties that we all have. And I think the best way to overcome some of your anxieties is, as Shannon mentioned, label your feelings so that you understand them, but B, have a plan. Because if you have something to go back to, even in times of incredible stress, life events, you will have some comfort in knowing that, that you're making progress or that you have a flexible plan that can change as your life changes. And yeah. that's the biggest thing is it's not set in stone. Nothing no. is. So make, make sure to work with somebody on it. I mean, to go back to your point of going in the car and getting navigation, I say this quite frequently, has Siri ever told you that you're an idiot and that you, I'm not going to give you continued direction? No. She may recalculate from time to time, but that's about Recalculating, it. Yeah. right? She'll help you take a turn to get to the same destination that you wanted to that might mean we have to pivot a little bit, right? Any other words of wisdom you would like to leave our community with today? I think um, we've talked about a lot today. I would say there's maybe one more quote that I would uh, like to leave you with, and it's from Warren Buffett. And he says often, the stock market is a tool that transfers money from the impatient to the patient. So patience is key, and, and that, but um, that's part of a plan, right? Is if you don't have a plan, you can't be patient because you don't know where you're trying to be patient, what you're trying to be patient with. So have a plan, work with a professional if, if you can, and, then, and I, I would highly recommend seeking somebody uh, that, to help you along this path because it will be somebody who you can bounce ideas off. Mm -hmm. And next is just try to put away your statements. Try not to look online all the time because yep. you will in fact drive yourself nuts. You hit the nail on the head. Ask for help. Find somebody to provide you guidance. It's okay to ask for help. We can't all do this thing called life on our own, right? We need a community to be able to support us in that. So. Thank you, Nate, so much for participating with us today. We are forever thankful to you for your time. Um, and I'll be sending you some Vikings jerseys so you can those. In <laughs> Toilet paper life. is running low in this house, so I appreciate that. So thank, <laughs> thank you.